Welcome to Jags AM. Today, I'm Kenani Stevens, John, Sex, uh, John Osher, Brian Whoa. Sexton are with me today. I'm almost there. I'm almost there, you guys. I'm a little, I'm a little off. All right, we're going to start things over. Let's go over our big things. They're all about quarterbacks today. We're going to start off with our first big thing, which is our quarterback. And that revolves around Trevor Lawrence. He's in the concussion protocol, as we know, and things are a little more complicated than just trying to play through an injury, which he's done earlier this season. And Doug Peterson is taking that into account. CJ does a great job of preparation. You know, uh, he knows the situation. It's, it's the life of a backup. You know, um, spent eight years behind a guy that you never knew. You know, he gets hurt, but he always bounced back and seemed to play the next week. You know, and and uh, so I get it, I mean, and it's tough. But um, um, uh, you know, the guys, the guys know. I think, um, you know. Um, and they prepare no differently. Brian, it's a little bit different than trying to play with a knee injury and ankle injury. Obviously, the concussion protocol will play out as it will, but that means C.J. Beathard has to be ready no matter what. Well, there's no doubt that he will be. And, and I asked the question, is there an advantage to just naming him the starter this early in the week, John? Because the last time that Trevor Lawrence missed an entire week of practice was the week of the Browns game, and he had a tough day and threw a couple of interceptions. You know, kudos to him for playing on a bad wheel. But... You know, now you're talking about knee, ankle, and concussion, and missing the whole week. And I'm just wondering if, if at some point it makes more sense, even though you'd like to have your starter in, to just go ahead and name the backup and then see what happens. Well, my inclination from just sort of listening to guys in the locker room yesterday, I think this is more of a case where they're pretty sure CJ is going to go. I don't think they expect Trevor to ride in on the white horse, so to speak, um, because this is one of those cases. It's the only injury in the NFL, really, where you really just don't know. There, you know. You can't gut your way through this because the entire system is set up for Trevor not to try to be a hero. So I think uh, it's less of a factor of that sort of letdown. Uh, but I do think if, if uh, Friday rolls around and all of a sudden he's out of the concussion protocol, I, I still think even with what you're talking about, Brian, that you know he's the starter he's the dynamic one and i uh, i think they feel like he he still probably gives them a better chance overall to win i get it, it makes sense you know it's a big game you want to win it so it, it it's just a consideration yes i don't know if we'll get to that point though because our big thing number two is our backup quarterback cj bethard he'll be prepped to go and as we mentioned with concussion protocol you never know but bethard says this is something he prepares for every single week you're just preparing the same way you're not getting overexcited. you're just trying to do the best that you can to help help us win the next game, whether it's today in practice, tomorrow in practice, or being out there on Sunday, whatever that is. Um, I know practicing today will help us win on Sunday, even if it's not me and they're playing. Um, but to some extent, it's going to help us, you know, get a victory on Sunday. So that's I take pride in that for sure. John, how helpful is it that Beathard's been around, he understands this offense, and he knows what they want to do? Well, it certainly helps in terms of knowledge of the offense. He's been he has seen everything that Trevor's ever seen here. He's been his backup. He saw the bad year in, in 2021. He has seen this offense. I think uh, something he also mentioned on Wednesday, he's practiced more this year than at any point since he's been here because Trevor has had the two uh, weeks where it didn't look like, where it was, un, it was uncertain if he would play. So I do think he has more reps than usual with the first team getting used to working with Calvin Ridley, just sort of those those moments on task, if you will. I think all those things add up to him being more prepared. And frankly, when he played against uh, 
it, it was Cincinnati late, looked okay. So um, I think the team does have confidence in him. It has been a league of backup quarterbacks this year, and there's something to me that makes me think um, players see that, and they see other backup quarterbacks have done this. Uh, so it's less of a, hey, well, we can't go in with our backup. I, I think it's more of a case of why not us? I think uh, the, the Texans-Titans game last week where Case Keenum went into the bowl game and started in place of C.J. Stroud and was able to pull out a win uh, was because the defense kept it close, right? It was a 16-16 ball game, and he was able to go in and get that thing done. Uh, that's what this defense is going to have to do if Beathard is the starter, Kai, to keep this game close because you're talking about Baker Mayfield coming up here who's coming off of a really big day. We've seen quite a few backup quarterbacks be very successful so far this season, so why not us? Our final big thing this today, I should say, is their quarterback, Baker Mayfield. He's coming off one of the best games of his career, four touchdowns, and Doug Peterson talked a little bit about their game plan. He's gotten better as the season's gone on. Um, some of his you know, statistical numbers, he's getting the ball out of his hand extremely fast. Um, it, it does slow down pass rush when you can do that, you know, especially in the third and short medium range. And, you know, he's he's uh, he's trusting his guys, you know, down the field and, and they're making plays for him. So and he's not turning the ball over, you know, so all those things are um, in, in his favor and are helping and, and he's playing playing good. Brian, this defense didn't have too much trouble. They actually played Lamar Jackson pretty well last week, but this is a different situation with Baker. He's still playing quite well for Baker Mayfield so far this season, but different kind of quarterback. First visiting quarterback to go into Lambeau Field and post a 158.3 perfect passer rating, four touchdowns, 381 yards. But here's the impressive part. He was still sacked five times and put up that kind of a day, which means that he's mentally tough too. He didn't let it get to them. The Jaguars defense is going to have to be on point, John. Yeah, it is. At the same time, uh, he's having a good season. He also, I don't think he's going to have 258.3 uh, games in a row. Uh, he has been vulnerable in the past. He moves. He doesn't move as well as, as, as uh, Lamar Jackson, and he depends on that mobility a little bit. Um, I, I just can't help think that the Jaguars' defense, the way they play, the way they create turnovers, uh, I think maybe they can bring Baker down to earth a little bit. That's certainly the hope for the Jaguars this week. Definitely going to be the plan. Stay with us. We're going to talk to our Buccaneers insider a little bit about Sunday's matchup. Welcome back to Jagsam, presented by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. You can step up to luxury at FieldsAuto.com. We're back here on Jagsam, December 21st, if I can get the days right today, on a Thursday as well as we're preparing for that matchup with Tampa on Christmas Eve. We want to talk to our Buccaneers insider, Scott Smith, senior writer and editor with the team. Scott, uh, you guys are kind of in your own division race, division race, but in a different direction because you guys have won three straight. We've lost three straight, so things must be feeling good in Tampa, I would imagine, for you guys right now. Yeah, we had to pull out a little tailspin there. We lost six or seven games, and uh, we're all the way down to four, four and seven. But Coach Bowles told the team before our Week 13 game against Carolina that in eight days they could be in first place. That required wins over Carolina and Atlanta. And that came to pass. And then last week's big win in Green Bay has in a pretty good position. Uh, it didn't seem possible three weeks ago, but now the Buccaneers are, are really in the thick of it. And probably, well, we control our own destiny in terms of winning the division. 
Scott, we talked a little bit about it, but what was it like to see Baker's big day in Lambeau? Because obviously for him to have a performance like that was impressive. Well, well, it was very heartening for all of us because I can tell you this, Baker Mayfield has won everybody over from players to coaches to staff. Everybody loves the guy, his play, but what he does off the field. So to see him have such a performance, he was in control. They, the, the Packers played, the Packers decided to play almost completely zone coverage, mostly cover free looks. And, and Baker and offensive coordinator Dave Canales had answers for that. And Baker was decisive and he was accurate. And when he wasn't pressured, I heard you guys talking about that earlier. He, he took five sacks, but he also threw 23 passes where he wasn't pressured and was almost flawless on those plays just because we had the answers for it. If you can take five sacks and still post a perfect passer rating, you're a mentally tough guy. I mean, that just yeah. stands out. Um, tell me, did you see this coming from him? I mean, when you're four and seven and have lost six of seven, did you still see the quarterback making progress in his first year in Tampa? Obviously, it takes time to develop those relationships and the timing with receivers. I, you never expect a 158.3, but did no. you see this coming in a sense? Yeah, I mean, that's only the third one we've ever had in our team history, so we certainly didn't see it coming. And as you mentioned, it was the first one for a visiting quarterback in Lambeau. So I don't think you could have bet any money on that happening. but. He, he's had enough games this year where he's been sharp. You know, there's been some up and downs, and I think that's largely because we have a new offensive coordinator and, and we're still developing this scheme and finding out what we do best, uh, what works best, what doesn't, how can we fix the little issues that we've had. And we didn't have a very effective run game for most of the season. So now that that's turned around a little bit, the last month, the running game has been very good. I think that has really kind of helped it all come together. And then you see on, on last Sunday in Green Bay, what it's capable of and what Baker can do in this system when everything is clicking. Let me flip the field on you real quick because we had a conversation yesterday with Travis Etienne. The Jaguars running game has not been clicking. Uh, and the conversation turned to Vita Vea in the middle of that defense. We don't see a lot of Bucks games over here. Understand what Vita is, a big man with quick feet. Can you give us a sense of what he means in the middle of that defense to how Todd Bowles runs the Bucks defense? Yeah, if you look at our our more advanced stats every single year that Pete has been here, when he's on the field and when he's off the field, the difference in the yards per carry that we allow and how soon the running back gets hit after the line of scrimmage is remarkably better when he's on the field. Some of that has to do with him commonly taking up double teams. He's strong. He's hard to move. And he was very, very questionable before last week's game in Green Bay. Has a toe injury. He's still dealing with that now. Uh, tried it out before the game. They decided he could go. And the Buccaneers held a pretty decent Packers rushing attack to 60 yards. They got a couple big plays early, and then after that, they shut him down. And I think Vita had an awful lot to do with that. So it was really it was really good news for the Bucs when he was cleared to play before the game. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on Christmas Eve. And uh, hopefully things go well for both teams, I guess. But one of us will get a win. So we'll see you on Sunday. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks. All right, stay with us. We're going to go over who we think might be some game changers for the matchup against the Bucks on Christmas Eve. Jagzam brought to you by Suddeth, Florida's trusted and reliable moving company. Suddeth is proud to be the official moving partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can get a guaranteed quote at suddeth.com slash jacks. We're back here on Jags AM getting in our final previews of the matchup against the Buccaneers. A very important game, so we're kind of looking at who we think will make a big difference in that one because they, they need a win in the worst way. I'm going with Calvin Ridley. Uh, you know, I was out on the practice field yesterday at the end of practice getting ready to do some radio interviews. 
Um, and it was his birthday. And the way that the whole team reacted to him and saying him happy birthday and the guys in the locker room were saying happy birthday, there was an energy about him anyway. But I think, and watching him walk off the field with C.J. Beathard, I think he's really dialed in. I think he's grabbed a hold of this role of having to be the guy and especially to help the backup quarterback. So I think he'll have a big day. I don't know that it will necessarily translate into 100 plus yards or three touchdowns, but I think he'll make catches that make the difference. And I think he might be, you know, in the mode of one of those show me games, right? I mean, everybody that you talk about, they're like, Calvin Ridley, we thought he'd do more based on training camp. He was so good. Where is he? I think he's got big games in him mm-hmm. down the stretch here. Um, challenge to prove it. And I think he might. Yeah, I still think he's very uh, underappreciated by fans. I get that there's been some uh, miscues and the production hadn't been there. I-, I can also point to three or four games that I'm not sure they win if he's not on the field. Yeah. And I think this might be one. Uh, you're right. And uh, we're both thinking sort of the same way, Brian, looking for something offensively that they can count on. So I went with uh, tight end Evan Ingram. Um, he will be critical to the game plan because there's really no choice. You have to use both him and Calvin and have him integral. Not that he already hasn't been, but without Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, uh, the, the, the passing game has to run through those two. Uh, he won't have big yards downfield. That really hasn't been his role this year. To me, guys, um, it feels like they have almost substituted some of their lack of running game with short passes to Evan Ingram. There's been many cases where I felt like second and nine, it's been a here, Evan, get us seven and get us back around the sticks. And he's been incredibly incredibly valuable to that. Uh, He might be the guy in the red zone this week when they really need points uh, that they have to depend on. He he started that, he has three red zone touchdowns in the last three games. Um, So he started moving in that direction. Um, they need somebody to step up. So it's either my guy, Evan, or Brian's guy, uh, Calvin Ridley. And you know that the Bucks defense <laughs> is going to be looking at both of those yeah. guys. So indeed, it may be another player. I mean, it could be Parker Washington. It could be Elijah Cooks. Whoever they put on the field, those two guys are going to have to make some plays, but someone else is going to have to step up too. Do you have that person? Is that yours? I'm going defense because I think they are going to need a big effort from the defense and some help from the defensive side of the football if they want to win this game. And I'm going with Josh Allen because he's a game record in every game. So I think he's going to actually get the sack record this week. That's something that's been kind of over his head the last couple of weeks. And I know he says he doesn't focus on it, but then it won't be (laughs) over his head for the rest of the season going forward once he gets to that point. And I think he might be able to will this team to a win with his presence. When he's on, he can just really wreck a quarterback's day. And as you mentioned, Baker Mayfield sacked five times in uh, their last matchup. So Josh can certainly get to the quarterback. I'm hoping that either a strip sack, some sort of uh, turnover, forced turnover will help get some short field and make things a little bit easier on this offense. All right, stay with us. After the break, we're going to go over our predictions for this Christmas Eve matchup and what else is going on the rest of the week.
Jags fans. If you want customized Jaguars furniture for your home, you can check out ZipChair.com to browse all customizable options. ZipChair is furniture made for fans. We also want to recognize our Florida Lottery High School Scholar Athlete of the Month, Kyle Brown. He's a proven academic excellence, dedication to the community, and demonstrated leadership. The Bright Futures Scholarship Program is primarily funded by the Florida Lottery, assisting students in pursuing post-secondary education and career goals. Kyle is a, a AP and dual enrollment scholar who's hoping to wrestle in college as well. So congrats to him. Right, we gotta go. We gotta go. Yeah! Yeah! First third down of the game for Baltimore. Third down of 10, maybe about nine and a half. He dropped a throw. Looking. He's gonna get hit. That's an excellent play by Josh. I mean, that's an excellent rush. Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on, man! That was Josh Allen mic'd up against the Ravens. He didn't get anybody going, I swear. He's just like, ready. John's ready to run through a brick wall right now. He was great in the locker room yesterday, too. You know, yeah. he was great on the podium Monday when, when he was asked about how you work your way through tough stretches and leadership. And uh, he's my pregame interview in the first hour of uh, radio on Sunday afternoon. And he was just terrific. I just almost handed the mic and said, just talk about whatever you want. Yes, you can definitely just hand him a mic and he'll talk for yep. sure. And he's been reliable this year. I mean, mm -hmm. you saw the other night, didn't have a sack and we're so sack centric. Think, where was he? Uh, he impacts games even when he doesn't have sacks this year. And drives sacks Trayvon's way. He got a sack in that game against the Ravens. Yeah, and those two, I mean, it's, it, I was talking with Bill Shuey yesterday, and those two are coming, right? I mean, Trayvon is starting to get it. It's clicking for him. And you've got 19 and a half sacks between the two of them with three games to play. They're a formidable combination, and you just you think that's a base to build this defense on. All right, I don't think any of us know for sure, but let's go over our picks for Sunday. What do we think is going to go down? Well, I mean, you've got a team that's lost three going to a team that's won three. You've got a team that's probably going to be playing with a backup quarterback, and you've got a quarterback coming off his best game of his career, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you go. Yeah, Jags got this one. Mm -hmm. uh, but if the defense plays well mm -hmm. and creates short fields, extra mm -hmm. possessions, C.J. Beathard is more than capable, and this defense can do that. So, I, you know, it's flip the coin. Uh, can they do that? If they do that, the Jags can win. Um, last year's team was remembered for the five-game losing streak. I mean, the five-game winning streak at the end. If you're going to make the playoffs in this league, you should have some memorable games that you look back on in five years and think that was, that was impressive, that was special. Um, this should be one of those games. If you're going to make it, hey, remember the time they went down to Tampa with a backup quarterback and went and won? went and got one that you didn't expect it needs to be that kind of a game where somebody steps up that you're talking about in four or five years as that was their game mm -hmm. uh, i can't predict that they have a chance to it's only a one point spread so you know people believe this is going to be close um i don't love it but it has to be that kind of a game so i'm going to pick that they they're not going to get it but it it's not like i thought they had very little chance against the ravens because of the matchup mm -hmm. This one's not that. It's just tough without Trevor. It's a winnable game. We've certainly seen what backup quarterbacks can do. We've been the yeah. victim of it. The, this team has been the victim of a couple backup quarterbacks so far this season. So it can be done. Here's hoping they can figure that out. Either way, we'll be back here on Jags AM next week to go over what goes down. And, of course, enjoy your holiday as well.